RadioArchives.com presents Necroscope, The Plague Bearer by Brian Lumley. Read for you by Nick Santamaria. Necroscope, The Plague Bearer is one of the many Robert Weinberg presents audiobooks from RadioArchives.com. Chapter 1 Descendants of an ancient line, the brothers Francesi had gone down beneath the labyrinthine cellars and rock-hewn foundations of their ancestral estate, La Mance Modone, into a vast cavern in the mountain's heart. Answering a call heard in their vampire minds alone, there they now stood at the wall of the dried-out well which, since that time when it had become necessary to lodge their mutated changeling father there, away from the knowledge and especially the sight of common men, they had come to call the pit. The pit. That was how they thought of the old Ferenzi's well-cell in the roots of Lamance Madone, in this cavern forbidden to all men except the Franceses, once the Ferenzis, in an era when that name had been far less synonymous with horror, who themselves were very much other than men proper, though not to the same degree as their mainly formless metamorph father. But the old Ferenzi was safe here, and the brothers safe from him, who was their oracle despite that he had his turns, and all would be in order so long as he remained confined there, contained in the well, under the cap of electrified wire mesh, in a circular frame that spanned the yawning darkness like a grill. And down there in the perpetual gloom at the depth of some eighty feet, where the shaft opened into a cist-like chamber that long ago held water seeping from the dripstone walls, now was housed the brother's hideous sire, the one who, in his way, had called them here. Gazing into the unquiet depths, they knew he was there, knew also that he knew that they had come in answer to his call, and that they now stood at the rim of the pit. It is probable that to most men this name, its very sound, would conjure visions of the pit of hell. But to the Francesi brothers, the notion of even that pit, the entrance to purgatory itself, could never be possessed of the terror inherent in this one for it was undeniably real, an almost tangible thing, an emanation issuing from the well in a vicious mental miasma that clung like slime, their father's telepathic thoughts. Up above, on a comparatively remote plateau, Le Mance Madoni's sprawling fortress-like structure in its many high-walled acres stood square and flat on the rim of a ravine in the rocky heights over Cifalu, Sicily. In its altitude and appearance the place might be thought of as an airy, and in fact and in every respect it was nothing less than that, an aerial redoubt of the Wamfiri. But with the exception of the brothers Francesi themselves, along with their common vampire servitors and adherents, no one else was aware of that fact. On the contrary, Le Mans Madoni, for all that it seldom entertained guests, had the reputation of being the retreat of the gentlest of gentlemen, and their presence had been requested, however rarely accepted, at every major social event on the island ever since they had come into their inheritance and possession of La Mance Madoni. And as for the Francesi bloodline, there had been Francesis in the Mance for as long as men could remember. Noted for its male twins, the family's line went back into the dimmest mists of history, and into some of the blackest, but that last was for the brothers alone to know. Thus the immemorial connection of the Francesis with certain of Sicily's and indeed the world's less savory elements continued to go unsuspected, or if it was, then it wasn't mentioned in polite circles. Yet in their role of freelance intelligence agents for the mob, or mobs, as advisors in the fields of international crime, various kinds of espionage and terrorism, the Francesis were an unparalleled success story.
Where such intelligence had its source, that too was for the secretive, occasionally reclusive brothers alone to know and for others to guess at. But to the Dons it seemed obvious that they had corrupted the otherwise incorruptible on a worldwide scale. In fact, their power base had its source right here in the shape or shapelessness of the thing in the pit. Their precognizant father— and now he had something to impart, something of obvious importance, for he was not the one to waste his efforts in common conversation, and now his thoughts came seething in a burst of mental energy to drive them back apace from the pit. Ah, my sons, my keepers, dear Anthony, and my oh-so-dear Francesco, but tell me now, what is the meaning of this? Do you cringe? What, the invincible Francesi brothers shrinking from a harmless old thing in a pit?'